Welcome to Get In Dancers podcast, where we spend time delving deep into the Word of God. We're glad to have you here and we pray you'll be blessed. Get In Dance was the global lead pastor of Empowerment Worship Center where God lives. As we get ready for Standing the Gap Conference, he preaches on the potency of prayer. From wherever you're listening to us, we hope this sermon gives you more in-depth knowledge and takes you on a journey to victory and breakthroughs. Anybody ready for 48 hours? Come on and clap your hands and give God praise right now. You better clap those hands like God gave you tonight. You better clap your hands like God gave you tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 There's a safe place in God. And that place is the place of prayer. Come with me to James, book of James, chapter 5, and the verse number 16. The New King James Version of the Bible, we stand to honor God in the reading of God's word in this house as a tradition. James 5 and 16, the New King James Version of the Bible, we read together. And the Bible says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Can we take one more time? Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Please be seated. We continue as we shift to a whole new message that lift you up and prepare you, position you, program you for standing a gap. Are you ready for standing a gap? You're clapping and skin house right now. I want to talk to you tonight about a subject I like to call the efficacy of prayer. The efficacy of prayer, the potency of prayer, the power of prayer. What prayer can do the efficacy, the potency, the power of prayer. Throughout the Bible, prayer is one of the most essential, critical, crucial channel or means by which we sustain our connection with God. If there's one of the, one of the most powerful, critical, crucial means, channel, medium, by which our spiritual connection with God is maintained, it is done through prayer. Understand that it is never God's intention that we live without him. The Bible said in the beginning God. And so when you start anything without God, you've already started to fail. The Bible said God created the heavens and the earth. Which stands to reason that the heaven and the earth must always go together. And that the earth cannot survive, cannot live, cannot dwell, cannot do anything without the heavens. There must be a constant connection between those who are in the earth realm and the father above in the heavens the idea that you can handle it you can do on your own is a lie and a deception from the devil to destroy you a man can do nothing the Bible said by the arm of flesh shall no man prevail and it is not of him that will it not of him that run it but it is God that showed 
messy. The Bible says, for it is in him we live, we move, and have our being. You need the God connection. You need the God contact. You are going to make it because God is on your side. The Bible said, if God be for us, who can be against us? If there's one thing we critically need in this life, we need to maintain our spiritual connection with God and there's no better way there's no prescribed awesome way to maintain your spiritual connection with God but done through prayer by prayer we stay in tune with God by prayer we are aligned with God by prayer we are set we set our prophetic antennas on by prayer we can pick supernatural signals by prayer God can infuse impact release into our spirit oh my God what a channel what a means by which we transport from eternity into time God's original plan and God's original agenda the Bible says Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are and he prayed honestly that it should not rain and he suspended the heavens and he prayed again that it should rain and rains came down if you want to be effective if you want to maintain your spiritual power and potency and grace and advantage and oil you got to be a prayer house because by prayer we sustain we maintain our connection our flow our contact with God prayer you're clapping my God if there's any subject I like to talk about I like to talk about prayer standing the God will be amazing prayer in its basic and simple form is defined as having what? A conversation with God. Oh my God. If, if, if it worries you so much, they can gossip about it and pray about it. Can I talk to a church right now? If you're so concerned to get on the phone with somebody and to talk about it and to gossip about it and to chat about it, then pray about it. Prayer simply means talking to God. Having a conversation. A chat with God. Look at me. The only difference between gossip and prayer is that with gossip, you spoke to a person. With prayer, you speak to God. So it's all the same amount of energy, time, sometimes aggression, excitement, anger, frustration. But yet, the difference is that you are either speaking to man or you are talking to God. When you speak to man about it, it's gossip. When you talk to God about it, it's prayer. Maybe it's about time you stop gossip and start praying. Can I get a clapping and start praying and start praying and start praying? Prayer is talking to God. He who spends his time speaking to God will have less problems to deal with with men. Prayer gives you audacity and power, engaging God, talking to God, talking to God. Talking to God. Queen Victoria of Scotland in the 1800s said, I fear nothing. I don't even fear the armies of Europe put together. I don't fear the armies of Britain. I don't fear the armies of Scotland. But I fear the prayers of John Knox. And John Knox said, give me Scotland or I die. 
where the journals of our days we are being called for 48 hours of saying give us Ghana give us our young men, give us this nation give us Accra, give us revival, give us the city let there be revival, let there be peace, let there be deliverance, let there be hope, let hope arise, let healing arise, let power arise, let there be supernatural encounter, give us this nation, give us our families lest we die John Knox, prayer is simply having a conversation, a chat with God. Watch me this, watch this. This conversation, this conversation, this conversation, this conversation, this conversation, this talking to God, be anxious for nothing, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer supplication and thanksgiving let your request be made not unto God be anxious for nothing anxiety is a phone call to prayer whenever you are anxious it is God calling you let's talk for be anxious about nothing whenever you are anxious when you are worried when your heart is overwhelmed God is calling you for prayer be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request let your petition be made known unto God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart so you are not anxious will guard your heart so you are not frightened will guard your heart so you are not afraid will guard your heart so you don't worry about the unknown for Job said what I feared the most has come upon me may no fear carry your heart may no fear control your emotions let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding one of the most powerful anxiety medication I'm giving this morning is prayer I don't know what medication you are on but introduce you the medication of anxiety and it's called prayer. Prayer is medicinal. Prayer deals with mood swings. Prayer helps when you are sad. It helps when you are happy. It helps when you are down. It helps when you are afraid. It helps when you are worried. It helps when you are threatened. It helps when you are frightened. It helps when you are scared. Prayer medication will help with your fears, your worries, your anxiety, your panic, your threatening, whatever that stands your way. Prayer has a way out. Prayer can help your mood. There's a prayer when you are sad. There's a prayer when you are tearful. There's a prayer when you are happy. There's a prayer when you are afraid. There's a prayer when you are down. David said, when my heart is overwhelmed from the ends of the earth, shall I cry, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. There's a place where we can be led. For the name of the Lord is a stone tower. The righteous run it into it and they are saved. For the horse is prepared against the day of battle by safety and victory and peace is from God I introduce to you the conversation that will steal and calm your soul this conversation someone said this conversation I said someone said this conversation this conversation I'm talking about can be done number one through your head it can be done in your head or your thought with God. It's a chat that you can chat with God in your head. 
in your thoughts. My God. You can talk to God. You can have this chat, this conversation with God in your heart or in your heart or in your thoughts. Prayer can be done with your thoughts in your head. When I am quiet, I'm not afraid. When I'm quiet, I'm not worried. When I'm quiet, I'm not allowing the voice of the devil to control my thought. But when I switch and go quiet, I am engaging with God in my head. Because prayer can be prayed within you. Church, don't allow the voices of fear, the voice that says, look at you. You are done. You are finished. And as we sit here right now, there are many of you under the sound of my voice. You are watching me, but in your head there's a thought controlling you. You are hearing the devil says look at you. You make it. You are dead. You are good for nothing. You will not survive. You are done. You will never settle. You will never have peace. You will never marry. You will never prosper. You will be like your mom. Prayer says I can switch from talking to the devil to talking to God. I must not allow my thought to be controlled by the voice of the enemy. The Bible said, and the woman with the issue of blood said to herself, she spoke within herself. She spoke in her inside. She zoomed in to God in prayer and said, if I shall touch the hand of his coming, I shall be made whole. Jesus didn't hear it, but she said to herself, she had a conversation. No matter how long I try to talk to you, until you learn how to talk to yourself nothing good is going to happen to you and this morning I challenge you that instead of allowing the devil to speak to you you got to speak to God with your thought for the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down every imagination and every thought that exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ I can engage God with my thought I can engage God with my mind I can talk to God even though you are not hearing me and I'm not talking for people to hear I can still engage God in prayer in my thoughts in my thought your clapping your clapping your clap listen. I wish you can tell somebody what are you hearing? Say what's going on in your head? Smile and tell us. I know you are quiet, but what voice are you hearing? What voice are you hearing? Who is talking to you? Who says be afraid? Who says you are done? Who says you make it? Who says you will not marry? Who says already July? Half of the year is gone. The devil is a liar. I can zoom in and I can switch to God when I'm quiet. I'm talking to God. When I'm quiet, I'm speaking to God. When I zoom off from talking to people, I engage God. She said within herself, what are you hearing within yourself? It's about time you speak back to God and say, God, hear my cry. Oh Lord, attend to my prayer and answer me. She said within her self she said 
within herself. I preach to people that they look at you with their eyes, but in their head, they are in China. They look at you. They didn't hear anything. Because the enemy has controlled their thought. There's a constant bombardment. But the woman said, I'm not allowing that thought to be controlled by the enemy. I'm speaking within myself. That my life will never be the same again. Today is the last time I'm going to continue to bleed. My bleeding stop. My hemorrhaging stop. It is my year of healing and nothing's going to stop. At 48 hours, you can speak to yourself. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, this day is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and I'll be glad in it. Nothing bad is going to happen. I'm going to have the greatest day of my life. I'm favored. I'm blessed. I'm anointed. All things are working together for my good. For we know that all things for if God be for us, who can be for she said within herself prayer conversation can be half within yourself. Number two. Number two. This conversation can take place with your lips. With your lips. With your lips. Like Hannah. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. There's a prayer conversation that can take place. Not just with your thoughts. Or within you, but can take place with your lips. Not everybody must hear your prayer sometimes. You can have prayer conversation with your lips. Because prayer that I heard is prayer that's pray in the heart. The effectual heartfelt prayers of the righteous. So sometimes it is a state of your heart as you pray within your heart. Hannah's mouth only moved. Nobody heard what she was saying. Prayer can be praying when your lips are just moving. Your lips are just moving. Your lips are just. I'm not going to use. Look at me. Who told you these lips and this tongue God gave you is only for sugar and pepper? This tongue God gave you is for something powerful. It's not only for banku and cassava. It's not only for the things you use it for. I know you are waiting for some watching after seven, but this lips is bigger and better and mightier. This lips and tongue can change your story. It can change your destiny. It can change your life. It can transform from barrenness to the matter of twins. The Bible said, this lips as it moved her. Eli came and thought Hannah was drunk. Let people ridicule your prayer. Let people mock your prayer. Let people have a wrong perception about your prayer. I strongly believe at 48 hours, there's people are going to say, why are you going to pray for 48 hours? Are you crazy? You want to tell them that like, you are like Ella. You are not the first person to think that my prayer is crazy. Eli thought Hannah was drunk, but Hannah was making a move. She was shifting destiny. She was turning story around. And at 48 hours, as you tarry, as you abide, as you open your mouth, and as you cry out, as you talk to God, as your lips keep on moving, I see destiny shifting. I see stormy turn around. I see God do for you that which only God can do. Can I get the clap in the hands right now? Give God a water shout of praise now. Prayer can be prayed with your lips. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Number three, this conversation it gets deeper, can take place not only by your head and your thoughts or your lips, 
but it can take place by screaming. There's a prayer of screaming. There's a prayer where we scream, we shout. That's when many people lost that. That's when people, that's where they get problem with charismatics. You charismatic, you shout too much. Why can't we shout? We must shout. There's a prayer of shouting, of screaming, crying out, scream, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Bible says, and, and Jesus stood by Lazarus' tomb, and with a loud voice, said, Lazarus, come forth. You think it was a joke when you open his mouth to scream. There's a prayer where we scream. And at 48 hours, we are going to scream. Can I get a scream in the house now? Will you clap your hands and shout? Will you shout right now? Will you scream now? Will you give God your Lord a scream? The prayer of screaming. You know why? You know why it's important to understand? What prayer is needed at any given time? The reason why the woman with the issue of blood spoke in within herself was because her environment was hostile. She was in a hostile environment. An environment that even her coming out was problematic. She could have been stoned because she was bleeding. And according to the Mosaic law, if you are having your cycle, you don't come to town. Not to talk about bleeding for 12 years, having a sting, a smell, an odor. And she came into town. She dared not open her mouth. So she quietly spoke within herself. Look at me. Don't let your hostile environment stop your prayer. Let COVID-19 put the marks on our mouth. We will pray in our heart. They can meet our mouth. But our prayers can go up. Even in our heart and our thoughts. Your clapping is sick in the house right now. Hostility. 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 Hannah had to do that because not everybody must hear your prayer sometime. Because Ella, because the husband was an elder in the system. Her husband was an elder. Elkanah was an elder, a respected man of God in the church. So Hannah says, between me and God. The reason why Bartimaeus screamed. Bartimaeus. And the Bible said, in Luke 18, verse 38. The Bible said, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. He was not going to come back. This was the last time he was going to. He was, it was done. It was over. Blind Bartimaeus stood by the wayside and heard that it was Jesus, son of David. He was going to be crucified because Bartimaeus knew that this is my last chance. And if, I'm, if I play, if I joke, if I try and be that I be cool guy, oh Jesus. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, son of David, you gotta have mercy on me now. Please, Jesus, oh Jesus, oh my God, oh my Lord, shall I have Oh, simply right now, and right now, we thank you, Lord. We give praise, Lord. We thank you for what you have done, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And we call it done right now. Oh my God. It's done. No! Bartimaeus said, this is my last chance. When we were growing up, there was an English phrase we used to hear. I don't even know if it's correct. It's opportunity comes but once. <laughs> Bartimaeus said, this is my last chance. 
I either get it or I remain blind the rest of my life. And I was not born blind. I was not called blind. Situation made me blind. And I'm going back to what God originally ordained for me. So the poem was he scream as a son of David. Have mercy on me. And the people said, keep quiet. And the more they said to him to keep quiet, he shouted the more. Can I preach to a church right now? You haven't prayed until your prayer provokes some people. You haven't prayed until somebody is uncomfortable about your prayer. And at 48 hours non-stop, somebody will scream. Somebody will shout. Somebody will stamp their feet. Come on, scream. Thou son of David Have mercy On me He screamed He shouted Why must he shout? You know something? Sometimes he must shout He shouted because The voices he was hearing in his head And the voices around Were so strong He needed to outshout them and some of you, eh, there are voices telling you the door is closed. There are voices saying you will never marry. You will never prosper. There are people saying no to you. There are resistance everywhere. Wherever you go, everything is blocked. Even when he was crying for Jesus to have mercy, people are saying, keep quiet. So the people that are talking to him, he must out-talk them. Sometimes you got to respond to the enemy. David said, many they beat themselves, my soul. There's no help for me in God. But thou, O Lord, and a shirt for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. Sometimes it's not that God is not speaking, but the noise is too much. We are not hearing. That's why we need to shout and scream and I'll shout them and let the whole world know that our God reigns. He shouted them all. You're clapping. He's sick in the house right now. He shouted them all. There's a prayer that comes by shouting, by screaming, by letting your voice be heard. Like blind Bartimaeus. Verse 40 says, So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, mm, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Other versions said that I may recover my sight. The word recover means he was not before blind, but he became blind. So let me go back to where I used to be. Many of you used to be in certain realm and dimension with your walk with God. You were blessed, you were anointed, you were powerful, but the enemy stole something from you. You lost your ground, lost your job, lost your opportunity, lost your breakthroughs, lost your miracle. And at 48 hours, we are going back to what God originally ordained for our life. It's your season of recovery empowerment, restoration do I find people in the house who are desperate for recovery and all level clap on and shout and scream and give God a shout down shout of David he screamed and shouted have mercy on me this conversation can also take place not only just by screaming but by crying Sometimes in prayer, you got to pour out your heart. Look at me. Don't be afraid when it gets emotional in prayer. 
It matters who you are crying to. Many of you rather cry to men who are cold and mean than to cry to God who originally ordained you and called you and knows you and understands your emotions and understands the complexity of what you are doing. My emotions are expressed to God. I can cry in prayer. I can cry in prayer. In prayer, I can pour out. I can cry. I can release it. I can let it go. The Bible says, the, the Lord says, and the, and the cry of the children of Israel has come before me by reason of their tax master. Their cry went to God. Their tears went to God. Their weeping went to God. The same cry of God. God responded to the cry of the children of Israel. Can I speak to you today that it's about time you pour out your pain, your affliction, your frustration to God. The Bible, David said, when my heart is overwhelmed from the ends of the earth, shall I cry out? There's a time when we cry out. There's a season when we cry out, when we pour, when we shed tears and say emotion, when we cry to God to answer, to show up, to do something, to intervene, to turn it around, to reverse it, to break the cycle, to make a way to show forth his power and at 2021 standing in the camp 29th and 30th and the defense a cry will go to heaven and the God that answered prayers that knows you that loves you that cares about you he shall respond to your cry your clapping is sick in the house right now can take place by crying by Crying. Not only that. Not only that. Prayer conversation can take place by wrestling. <laughs> can you say wrestling? <laughs> oh, tell us you are too quiet for my life. Say wrestling. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. If all the prayer you know, see, if, if all the prayer you know is a prayer of stillness and quietness, it's okay, but you are missing the point. There's a dimension in prayer where we move from just praying in our head, our lips, screaming, crying, to wrestling. We are called to wrestle. Paul said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's a dimension of prayer where we don't just open our mouth, we don't just talk in our heart, nor in our minds, nor just scream, nor just shout, nor even just cry, but it goes to a higher level where we war, we wrestle, we prevail, we wrestle. There's a wrestling, there's a fight, there's an ongoing battle. That's a wrestling of stuff. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. 2021, it doesn't matter what you are dealing with, you are wrestling out. We wrestle demons in this nation, we wrestle devils in your family, we wrestle every fear, every panic, every prince, every power. Every stronghold, every mighty satanic activity is to be brought down. I declare today by the power of wrestling, by the power of warfare, by the power of prevailing and traveling, there will be a way out. There's a wrestling going on. Come on, clap on and shout. Some wrestling it. Come, let's debate on prayer. 
Before I condemn my prayer, if you don't know, come let's debate. You are talking class one prayer. Prayer can go to the level of wrestling. We wrestle God. We wrestle stuff. We wrestle not just against flesh and blood. I don't argue with you. I'm not going to respond to you. If your husband acts out of character, you know he's not, you know he's not like that, and he's acting out of character, and you are fighting emotionally, you are lost. We don't wrestle in the flesh. We wrestle in the spirit. Our wrestle is in the spirit. Jesus look at Peter. Peter said, don't go to the cross. Right? Don't go to the cross. Christ looked at him and could have rebuked Peter. But rebuked the devil behind Peter. Get out! If all you got is your mouth in the flesh, you've lost the battle. You are engaged in a... Paul said... A good warfare. If there's a good warfare, then there's a bad warfare. You, you are so frustrated as a Christian that your fight has become physical. No. Your fight must be spiritual. We wrestle not against flesh, but we do wrestle. There's a wrestling. There's a wrestling. We wrestle principalities. We didn't know that there was a prince ruling Persia until Daniel prayed for 21 days. All we thought was that there was a king of Persia, but in Daniel's prayer, there was a revelation that there's a prince called the prince of the power of Persia. And Daniel prayed 21 days, and the answer came by the angel Gabriel and said, From the very first day you set out your heart to pray, your answers were delivered. But the prince of the power of Persia withstood me 21 days. But as you continue, as you press on, as you mount up, as you saw, as you travel, as you persisted, as you were consistent, there was reinforcement and Archangel Michael came and I'm released at 48 hours as we wrestle, as we push through, as we pray, there will be a reinforcement. Your clapping is sick in the house, Joanna. I love wrestling. I don't know. I don't know whether it's because of my name Gideon, but I love everything fight. Don't worry, you can laugh at me. You never know the benefit of an armored car until you are, you are in war. You, 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 think, you think the best car is, 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 is Bentley or Rosewood or Jaguar or Mercedes Benz. You keep on. You think every day is wedding. Life is not wedding every day. Life sometimes is a fight. Life sometimes is war. And in war, Maybach couldn't survive it. You live a Maybach life. I'm glad. Sometimes I ask how come even when I'm invited to preach at a wedding, I'm, I'm binding demons? Wedding, oh. I want to preach solemn and be quiet. By the time I write, I howl. Gideon, behave, 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 behave. And the thing is not working. But I found out I am an armored vehicle. You never know my use until depression, anxiety, panic, fear, devils, Satan. The devil is a liar. And today, I declare your life. You are winning your battle. You're clapping. It's sick in the house, right? I love wrestling. I love, I love wrestling until later, I later found out it was, it was a joke. They were all certain people. I was just an arranged. I used to like it, Papa. I watched ah, Papa Shanko. You know Papa Shanko? Here he was in Nigeria or something. Dangerous. Those were beast-looking human beings. They would fight. 
and fight. Because in wrestling, in wrestling and boxing are not the same. In boxing, there are rules, there are referees, they separate, separate. In, bo- in wrestling, Charlie, leave them alone. Anything count. You can boot, you can chaskele, you can chop, you can blow, you can, you can take the hit them. That's how the devil is engaging us. We are not doing boxing, we are wrestling. So you watch a wrestling match. Look at how intense, how direct, how it is very fierce. That's the kind of warfare we are engaging. The closest Paul could, could compare it to was that of wrestling, not boxing, not a football match. No, in wrestling, they can hit your stomach, slap you, slap you, pa, 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 until you lift up your hand and surrender. They're not leaving you. But what I like about wrestling is that in wrestling match, there can be two people. As they push you down, they beat you and beat you and you are trying and you are trying and you are trying and they are beating you. All you need to do is stretch your hands and stretch your hands and stretch your hands and touch your friend. And as you touch your friend, one that is stronger than you come into the fight and take over and beat the guy in prayer. We stretch our hands to touch God for reinforcement, for power, for undergirding. And for the other hours, I declare there will be a supernatural reinforcement. Angels will come. God will sharp your clapping. Hey, 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 hey! Ah! In prayer, we stretch our hands to God. God, we can't do it anymore. What we are fighting with is stronger than us. It's terrifying. It's frightening. It's worrisome. We need your help. That's what Paul's. I wish men pray everywhere, lifting up their holy hands. Why do we lift our hands in prayer? We lift our hands as a sign of surrender. As a son of God, we need you. The creation is crying for a creator. Prayer is when the creation cries that we are blessed, but we still need our creator. Prayer is when the creation said, we can't live without a creator. We need your help. We need your protection, your preservation, your favor, your deliverance, your safety, your healing, your power, your revival, your encounter. 48 hours, continuous, Persistent, cry to God. You're clapping. I'm sick in the house now. 48 hours. Wrestling. For rain. Enforcement. Oh. Lakutaya. Many of you can wrestle when it's the devil. But you don't even know when it comes to God, you have to wrestle. We don't only wrestle demons, so we wrestle God too. Jacob! Wrestle the angel. He wrestled an angel. Look at me. There's nothing that comes to God without a price. If it comes, we must pay for the price. The problem many of you is that you want things, but you don't want to pay the price. Jacob wrestled the angel. And he wrestled. And then he said, let me go. Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. Jacob met the angel walking straight. You know Jacob? By his life, by the description of his life, he was a corn man. The guy was a corn man, a supplanter. Simply, Jacob was a foreigner guy. He was a froster. The guy was dangerous. Laban thought he was smart. He met a smarter guy. Jacob duped his father. Oh, you're not here. You're not here. The guy was bad with Jacob. Alright, God, you can use some people with Jacob. If you use Jacob, you use me. You use me by force. You're not clap your hands. Why? Your brother is hungry for food, small food. For Gary and Biz, he said, No, no, I won't give Gary and Biz until you give me your birthright. I mean, what kind of what can mean, brother? Can, can you imagine a brother like that? Just normal Gary and Biz, give me your birthright. 
Give it to me, oh me, I want it. The father is going to bless the brother. He goes and steals the blessing. And even how he stole the blessing, the father said, go and get me venison. Such as I love, and I'll give the blessing. Venison is a special meat in a bushel. Bush meat, like a crante bit. That's what the father liked. And Jacob went to the father's house and took the father's own sheep and prepared food and gave to the father. Can you imagine? So it's like, you know, I came to, I came, I came to, I came to, I came to daddy's house, daddy, 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 came from town, daddy, you know, daddy, and come, 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 and daddy's phone is there, and he took daddy's phone. You uncover, daddy, I bought your phone. <laughs> he took the father's own sheep, his own goat, and prepared the food and gave to the father, and took the blessing. No wonder the blessing didn't work. Because he didn't pay the price for the blessing. Many of you say you are blessed, but look at the way you are suffering. You haven't paid the price for it. That's why the blessing is hanging. There's a price you pay for every blessing. How are you blessed? And Laban will... You are blessed, oh. And your uncle, a blessed man. And even to marry, you have to serve for seven years. And even the seven years, cried, didn't it? They, 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 it didn't work out. You have to work for 14 years for one wife. A blessed man doesn't go through that. It means that he was blessed, but the blessing didn't come into effect because he didn't pay the price for the blessing. When we don't pay the price for the blessing, our blessing hang, it's like a postdated check. It doesn't go into effect until you do what is right. And there are many of you Christians, you haven't done what is right, so your blessing is hanging. The guy was a smart guy, four one He gets Laban, Laban cheated 14 years. He prays to God, God showed God said, Jacob, you're joking. By the time Laban realized, the whole sheep, goat, cow, everything, Laban said, the colors, this one color is you, this one color is for you. Ah, nation were giving back to one color. Jacob said, eh. Spiritual direction. <laughs> the guy went to cut, cut something, planted it, and put it in the face of the animal. As they were giving back, they were looking at it. The color was turning. By the time uncle realized, the whole farm belonged to Jacob. Married his two children on top. With their servants. Carried everything for bankrupted the old man. The old man said, I'll kill you. <laughs> The guy was a dangerous guy. And then he met an angel. He thought he could go away with the angel. The angel said, I'll fight you. The guy went as a corn man. He was going to call the angel again. Oh, I've called my father, called my brother, called my uncle, called the daughters, called the animals, called everybody. Even when he was going, you see, when he was going to meet the father, the brother, the guy, the father, the father, he stood behind last. He was the last man. Send the servants of the wife. He had four wives. The wife he doesn't love. And their children and the wife. <laughs> send the wife he doesn't love. Send their servant. And then send the wife he loves. Even he was the last. So by the time they killed the servant, killed the children, he would run for his life. Anybody with issues serving God? Can you see yourself in Jacob? Watch this. He met the angel. He thought he could do the same with the angel. The angel wrestled him and fought him. And broke the whole of his thigh. And said, the thing you've been standing I'm taking it. In the place of prayer, what we depend on physical is taken. So we can depend on God. You know what you want something? Because, because Jacob's strength was in ability to run. He ran from his father, ran from his brother, ran from his uncle. And then said, me, you won't run. I'll break you. He broke him. And he gave me the blessing. Watch it. Let me just say this to you. 
How you return in prayer determines what you take out of prayer. Jacob met the angel walking straight. He left the angel limping. Look at me. If you are not willing to lose something in prayer, don't start to pray. If you care about your makeup, don't join 48 hours. Because in, in 48 hours, your hair can go. Especially those of you where you... In 48 hours, you got to stand and be tired and be sweaty and be strong and stand for a blessing. I am limping, but I'm blessed. Your clapping is sick in the house, one. 48 hours. This conversation, number four, can be had by sweating. Jesus prayed and his sweat became like a clot of blood. Have you prayed? You haven't prayed until you sweat it out. His sweat became like a clot of blood. It means his vein, his vein broke out. The blood vessels came out and blood came out. Can I talk to you right now? Prayer that will touch your life is a prayer that must cause you to bleed blood. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. And until your blood is touched, your life is not impacted. And Christ will not go to the cross until he has touched blood. The first place Jesus said blood was not on the cross. It was in the garden. In the place of prayer, we say our blood for God's will to take over our will. Sweating it out. 48 hours, I can't guarantee that you will not sweat. You will sweat. But I tell you what, you know what the sweating will do? The sweat of the cares that God put in the garden, by the sweat of your, by the sweat, by, the, by your sweat you eat. When we sweat in prayer, we take that sweat out. You'd rather sweat before God than to sweat in the streets. I'm going to sweat for 48 hours so I don't sweat for a sweatless blessing. You're clapping. A second house runner. This conversation, this conversation, this prayer, can we pray? Like, like the first church, they acted. Prayer can be an acting. You can dramatize prayer. There's no prayer without action, without prophetic act, without direction, without inspiration, without prophetic things, things that people don't even understand it. This prayer can be half. It can be done publicly. Prayer can be prayed publicly. Jesus prayed. Elijah prayed publicly that, oh God, they may hear me. Let the fire fall and the fire fail. Prayer. You look at me, Christians, man, no, you must not be shy of your prayer life. Christians have become something. The more we come, the more we get blessed, the more we become complicated and less spiritual. The more you go to school, the more you lose your anointing. Christians, even in the play, you refuse to pray. Once you get on first class, <laughs> Can I get some champagne? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Hey! <laughs> Even when they pray, their prayer change. They pray, oh, celebrate soul. Father Lord, we thank you, Lord. Before your prayer, now that you are blessed, you are, oh, silly. Oh, thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Hey! Prayer must be prayed publicly. Paul said, I wish men pray everywhere, lifting up the holy hand. Everywhere means everywhere. In the bathroom, on the plane, in the kitchen, at home, at work, wherever you are. Everywhere means everywhere. You must raise prayer altars everywhere, publicly. If my prayer offends you, you need deliverance. You're clapping a second house one. Publicly. 48 hours. Yesterday, we walked through the streets. Yeah, we social this and wore our masks. We walked and prayed. We prayed over the land publicly. Number two can be done privately. Privately. Public prayer, private prayers. Dr. J. Eden, or the greatest authority 
forever on revival of the church. A lecturer at Within College. He took some students in 1940 on a brief visit to England to visit the Earthward Refectory where John Wesley was based. Beside the bed of John Wesley were two worn impressions in the carpet where it was said that John Wesley knelt for hours in prayer for England's social and spiritual renewal. As the students were getting on the bus, he noticed that one was missing. Going back, I said, they found one of the students kneeling on the carpet where John Wesley needs holes praying with his face on the bed. Oh Lord, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again! All placed a hand on the student's shoulder and said gently, come on Billy, we must get going. Who is that student? Billy Graham. Hence the ministry of Billy Graham. The rest is history. Billy Graham nailed down where John Wesley nailed down and prayed for God to do with John Wesley what God did with John Wesley to do with his life. Private prayer produce public power. If you haven't prayed privately, don't get ready for public power. Billy Graham prayed where John Wesley prayed. No wonder Billy has such powerful, awesome ministry. Even Russia, he invaded Russia. The Crusades in China went to North Korea. Doors were opening for him because he did what John Wesley did. I don't know what happened to John Wesley Church today. He nailed to the point where there were holes in the carpet every day. Private prayer. Please, don't come to church, no pray. Build prayer altars at home. Find a place of prayer. Build private prayer. Because private prayer produces public power. Can I drop it? Can I just drop it? It can be done corporately. Can we pray corporately? Bible said Peter was therefore put in prison. Waiting that Herod will kill him. But constant prayers was made by the church on behalf of Peter. And Peter was freed. There was a corporate prayer that was prayed. They prayed until the angel released Peter from prison. And Rhoda went, Peter knocked at the door. And Rhoda went to the door and said, it's Peter. When he came back to tell the church, he said, it's not Peter. Sometimes we pray about things we don't expect that God to do. Don't doubt what you are praying because it will happen. Peter was knocking on the door, but he says, no, Peter. What you are looking for is looking for you. What you are praying about this week is going to find you. Your miracle is going to knock on your door. Husband here. Wife here. Church is here. Pray. Christ, oh my God. I prophesy within 48 hours. Let there be answers to our prayer. What you are looking for is looking for you. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're sick in the house right now. Corporate prayers. Corporate prayers. And I will call personal prayers. James, the brother of Jesus, was a man who was believed to be who was believed in the who believed in the power of prayer as evidence in the space he devoted to his epistles about prayer because of his habit because of his habit of prayer he always kneeling down in intercession for the sin his knees became collapsed like camel thus he became known as the man with the camel's knees James because of constant kneeling to prayer. His knee became like that of a camel. Therefore, his name, James, the other name of James, was a man 
what the camel's knees. I don't know how you want to be described, but I want such a description that will be called the man that sweated in prayer. The man that labored in prayer. Paul's Epaphras, one of you, always laboring in prayer. What are you laboring in? What are you praying about? How is your personal prayer? There's a personal prayer where you can hide in your closet and fire prayer. Enter there and by the time you come out, your children's destiny has shifted. Life transformed. Miracles take place. The Bible says, enter your closet. There's a personal prayer. In your house, there must be a prayer demarcated and dedicated for prayer more than your shoes and your bag. You know, so I finished with this. The reason why many of you can pray is because you don't understand the primary purpose of prayer. Many things that prayer is for miracles, miracles, miracles. So when your miracle comes, so all the miracle doesn't get tired. Prayer is more than a miracle. Number one, the primary purpose of prayer is communion. Number one is communion. God created prayer as a means of communion, as a means of fellowship, as a means to chat, to engage, to know God, to encounter God. You don't know God until you pray. In prayer, you get encounters with God. Anytime you just pray, he had an encounter with God. When he prayed, there was an encounter. Prayer is communion, fellowship. I can't live without God. How do you fall in love with a husband that you don't talk to? That's why your love is gone. You don't even know God. You wake up in the morning, step up. You haven't even prayed. You haven't even spoken to your first love and you're going to talk to your second love. The guy that's cheating on you, he's the one you're going to text. You wake up on your phone, look at your phone. That guy, has he texted me? The guy texted another girl. I'm telling you, me, I'm telling you, prophetically. <laughs> Prayers for fellowship, communion. Your first love. God. Have you fallen in love before? You can't wait. Whenever you fall in love, whenever you fall, every day you are talking to the guy. Sometimes you can talk, you have nothing to say, but you are talking. You talk and you are asleep. You sleep in the talk. Pray until you sleep in the church. First, before you do that to that girl. <laughs> Communion. Adam and God fellowship in the beginning. It was a, a chance to talk. God will come at the cool of the end. They will chat. They will talk. That's prayer. Prayer says, God, I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I thank you for my life. I thank you for not only for what you have done, but for what you have prevented. I didn't even see, but you took care of it. Many of you only thank God for what you can see, but you don't even thank God for what God said. I don't even want you to see, lest you fear. Communion. Number two, prayer is for revelation. When we pray, God reveals things to us. A man of prayer is a man of revelation. Whenever you, because whenever you pray, God will talk to you. You can't talk to God, He won't talk to you. Revelation. Daniel revealed that we are two kings ruling Persia. Rebecca got to know that Jacob was going to be greater than Esau. But when she was pregnant, and the pregnancy was difficult, she went to pray. Ladies today, when their pregnancy are difficult, they insult their husbands. You see what you have done to me? Mood swings every day. Moody, moody. No. When Rebecca's pregnancy was difficult, she went to pray. And when she prayed, God said, the children you have are not, you, you are not just carrying a child, carrying children, not just your twins, not just boys, they are boys, not just boys, they are nations, not just nations, they are great nations. And the youngest will be greater than the eldest. By revelation. So when she switched the blessing to Jacob, she knew what she was because she had heard from God. Where are the mothers who know their kids' destinies? They pray about their destiny. Even when to go to school, they pray about it. Revelation. 
call unto me in the day of trouble, and I will show, and I answer, and I will show you great and mightier things you don't know of. In prayer, we know things. Shall I hide anything from Abraham? See, you become a great nation. When you pray, God shows you things. When Peter's eyes were open and saw Elias and Moses, but said, Master, let's tabernacle here. In prayer, God opened the eyes to see. Revelation. Insight. You know about what to do, what not to do, what investment to do. Many years ago, true story. One of our daughters in England, in Hampstead, she had invested in a stock. And by prayer, the Lord said, the stock is about to crash. And I called her. Two weeks to that thing. She moved her money. And that saved her. All her friends lost their money. She moved her money. Next time, she bought properties. And that and the stocks collapsed by prayer. You think God doesn't care. He cares about your decisions and your choices. You just have to talk to him. Revelation. 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 Number three. Prayer is for edification. Prayer builds you. Prayer edifies you. Anybody who prays strong. A prayer person is a strong person. Because Bible says, Bible says, when I speak in tongues, my spirit prays, my understanding is unfruitful. When you pray, you build your spirits. You build your muscle. You build your capacity. You build your strength. Show me a weak Christian and I'll show a Christian who doesn't pray. Fearful Christian, don't even pray. Prayer makes you strong. But you, beloved, Jude, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build yourself. And in building, you can build first for second, for third, for, for 20th, for 50th floor. What floor are you going to build? 48 hours, I'm going to build 100th floor. Wow. Building. Building. Look at me. Don't try to encourage someone when you are not encouraged yourself. Don't open your mouth to talk when you haven't prayed. Because when you talk to God, you can talk to men. The problem with many pastors is that we are talking to men, we haven't spoken to God. You are a pastor, you don't pray, and you are preaching. What are you preaching? Come here and read Hebrew and Greek and Latin and Jamaica and speak English. Real calling is one that speaks to God and talk to men. When Peter spoke to God, one preaching brought 3,000 to Christ. And finally, the last one is what we all know, enforcement. The fourth reason why we pray is for enforcement, to enforce things. Prayer is enforcement. Why? Because on the cross, Christ defeated principalities and powers. Jude, Colossians, the heavens power of principalities and powers. The victory of Christ that Christ did for us, look at me, must be enforced. Do you know that in court, when the judge makes a pronouncement or read his judgment, it is now left for the police, the police officers to enforce what the judge said. Okay, so if the police, if the judge makes a declaration and then the police doesn't enforce it, it's not the judge for, as for the judge, he has already spoken. God as a judge has spoken through the scriptures that by his stripes you are healed. It is now left for you to take what the judge said and enforce it and carry it and, re and release In the place of prayer, therefore, it's when we stand as officers with our badge, our cap, our crown on as warriors and we enforce what the Bible said about our children, about our life our destiny at 48 hours we are going to enforce your clapping is what God said I finish with this hear me I finish with this that's what the Bible says put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand the wiles of the enemy come here is he a Christian is he a Christian are you a Christian are you a believer do you see any armor on him Huh? Do, you see, but you have the ammo. do you see any ammo on him? Call, if he just put on the ammo, he has the ammo. The helmet is there, the breastplate is there, the, 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 the feet is prepared, there's a belt. But do you see it? 
Where do you see the armor? The armor of God is engaged to prayer. That's what Paul said in verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. So the armor of God are enforced in prayer. It's when you pray that you deploy the sword of the spirit. You said, by stripes I am healed. That's deployed. Without prayer, the armor is just, the armor is not even seen. You see the armor when you declare it, when you pray, when you enforce it. How you a Christian and not pray? You don't even know how to engage the armor. There can be a weapon and the weapon will lie dormant until you use the weapon. How do we use our weapon? We use it in prayer. That's what Paul said. Galatians said, stand therefore in the liberty when Christ has set you free. What does it mean to stand? How does it stand there for? It means step in the liberty means you've been free. Your deliverance has to do your past. You, you've been free. You're, no matter what your past, you are free. God has said you, you're forgiven. No matter what, even if you kill, God has forgiven you. Your deliverance, your state, your past is your deliverance. Your state is your liberty. Your past is deliverance. Your state is del- your freedom. You're free. But plus, you can lose your freedom. You can lose your freedom if you don't stand fast. Many Christians have lost their freedom because they didn't stand fast. You know what it means to stand fast? Do know. That when you sit on the plane to fly, I'm done preaching. You are sitting on, but the pilot said, fasten your seatbelt. Why is sitting on enough? Why is being on the first class sitting on enough? Why is the comfort not enough? Why is having 1K not enough as your seat number? But the flies who said, the, the, the captain said, fasten your seatbelt. Why? Because it is not enough to sit. If you sit and don't fasten your seat, the wind can blow, the storms can come, the turbulence can come, and even though you are in the first class, you can be chaskeled down. And by the time you realize you are on the plane, but you are falling. So it's not enough to sit. Fast in your seat bed. Be firm. Take position. Take a stand. Take your place. And one person says, stand fast. It means you take your seat bed. And how do we stand fast? We stand fast as Christians when we pray. Prayer is therefore putting on your spiritual seedbed for the journey because this flight is about to move from where you are to where you belong. 48 hours, I am Captain Gideon Danzo and I'm here to announce to you, cabin crew, flight attendants, passengers, first class, business class, everybody fasten your seatbelt for we are about to take off 35,000 feet above sea level and the destination is miracle, sign, wonder, break to favor, rise up and shout and squeeze it there so way out 48 hours you're clapping the second house right now thank you for listening to the sermon on the potency of prayer we hope this message has enlightened you to deploy and enforce the weapon of prayer connect with Gideon Dance on all our social media platforms you can join us in person for any of our Sunday family services 7am 9am 11am and 6pm we promise you a worship filled atmosphere that will bless you and your family